Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And uh, today we are looking at Triangulation, the 39th episode of Transformers Prime. First aired May 12th, 2012. Uh, written by David McDermott. What, any Yay, relation math. to I... Dermot Mulrooney? No, or to uh, Dylan Baker, or to uh, Dylan McDermott. Mm. As far as I know. Oh, okay. Anyway, he previously wrote uh, Loose Cannons and Nemesis Prime, so he's returning once again to write uh, some Dreadwing. Oh. I was going to say that I didn't quite understand what the title had to do with the episode, and then my galaxy mind opened up, and I I realized it was because it's about the the three main characters in the episode and things. Kind of, it, it's... Meh, I, I don't like the title. I kind of I <laughs> dig it. Meh. I'll, I'll allow it. I accept it. So they, uh, we are still hunting for. Uh, we're still splitting up, looking for clues. Ruh row. Um, the second one is in Antarctica, and it's Dreadwing who's going to go there. And so Megatron's all, "Hey, we start off with uh, with Starscream fulfilling oh, that yes. promise of organ harvesting." Yes, he has. Uh, <laughs> he has found. Well, I guess we have that short scene with the Decepticons where. Yeah. Megatron's all, hey, you better, you know, be that a better second-in-command than my previous two second-in-commands. And then we cut to <laughs> his previous second-in-command, and that's Starscream, who's about to operate on himself. You know, Megatron, at a certain point, maybe the problem is you. Yeah, because it's his first previous second-in-command. Well, first previous second-in-command that we've seen. He presumably had second-in-commands before that that have been lost. Is like He has a really bad track record of his second-in-commands, which I guess is... A Decepticon problem that tracks all the way back to tech specs in G1. Of even guys It's who like how like... Murphy Brown had a... Hmm? Oh, no, go ahead. Murphy Brown had a what? She had a different secretary every episode. Oh, oh, I did. I forgot about that. No, I, I was thinking about, like, um, how Micromat... Like, even there was a Micromaster team where, like, the leader of the team was trying to be taken out by his second-in-command. And he's a freaking Micromaster at the tail end of the line. Yeah, I'm... I'm pretty sure that was the airstrike patrol, yeah. It was. I thought the race cars did it, too. It's like a whole team of Starscreams. (laughs) Very small Starscreams. Aww. They little. They small. So Smart Scream has a T-Cog. Yep. And he he got from his clone, so it'll, it'll be compatible. Yay! Organ harvesting! But unfortunately, he's kind of a one-man operation here, so he's going to have to do this operation himself, and that's not fun. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny watching him be like, oh, it won't hurt a bit, and he's just got this drill that he's 
not wanting to drill into himself with. He does not actually manage to complete this procedure, so it, it's no. just a funny lead up to it, not horrifying body well, horror. And it also establishes that Starscream still can't transform. Yes. Yeah. And that he's still a big fussy baby. Yes. So he he picks up that you know this Decepticon activity is going on and starts himself. Well, I guess I'll investigate instead of maiming myself. Instead of performing mm. surgery on myself. Yes. So we're back at the Autobot base. Bulkhead heads off. Uh, Primus heading off to Antarctica, and he's all, "Hey, Ratchet, you you know, listen, you're kind of cooped up in here all day. You need a second guy on your mission, and everybody else is going on something else. So guess what?" It's, it's Wheeljack. Worst ship ever. Oh, my God. Oh, well, and Ratchet is all... He, he's, he's an insubordinate ruffian. Yes! And, and, and he's um, special friends with Bulkhead. Why don't you have him go with Bulkhead? Yeah. Nah, and Prime's all, listen, we, we, listen, I sent him on a mission with Bulkhead. That's like a mission with two Bulkheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is... Very smart on Prime's part. Yes. And Ratchet's all, uh, fine, whatever. So we cut to the Antarctic, where Starscream, speaking of Futurama in the last episode, uh, he has employed the Scooty Puff Jr. <laughs> oh God, that's my yes. note, too! It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's... It, I'm not sure it looks entirely like the Scooty Puff. It, it sort of more reminds me of, like... The hover bike thingies from Venture Brothers, only pointier yes. with more angles. Yeah, but I he's can definitely riding see it that. like it's a little scooty puff. It's it's hilarious. Yes, <laughs> it's very sad. I mean, it's also kind of just a moped. Yes. 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 <laughs> this, I mean, I I am. Uh, Curious to see as we continue with this little four-part storyline if all of it is just making me making me feel bad for the Decepticons because I'm definitely feeling bad for the Decepticons. Well, we're kind of running out of Decepticons. I mean, there's Megatron, and we're not going to feel sorry for him. And then who's the other one? Because I don't. I've Soundwave? seen these episodes before. It's going to have to be Soundwave. And sympathy for Soundwave sounds. Okay, kind of like the great ti- a great title for a song, but it doesn't sound like something that actually happened. At least this Ple- Yeah. Pleased to meet you. Hope you guess my name. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Anyway, he does not get here before the uh, the Decepticons, and specifically Dreadwing and some Viacons, who beat him up. Uh, and Dre- and he thinks that Dreadwing is Skyquake, who, of course, he kind of helped murder. Yeah. Or, wait, no, I don't think he was in... He was kind of helped murder well, and also turned into a zombie? Yeah, he well, definitely he reanimated zombie. him. He was yeah. definitely he was responsible for the reanimation. Culpable in his death, but, like, I don't think it would rate as manslaughter. Yeah. He was culpable in his death, but absolutely 100% responsible for the desecration of his corpse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, we really see here how out of the loop poor Starscream is, because he clearly <laughs> was not aware what the meta plot this season was going to be. Nope. <laughs> so he's being informed that, oh, the season we're going to be running around after artifacts. Okay. 
Oh, and also, I'm second in command. Yes, and he's so angry about yes. that. It's like, did you think Megatron was just going to not fill that position? And listen, oh. come on, I'm I'm huge. I'm I've got this giant ass gun. I'm Tony Todd. Clearly an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's not to like? I've probably got some live bees crawling on me somewhere. <laughs> bees. Okay, so he puts Starscream in handcuffs after much whining from Starscream, drags him along, walking because Starscream can't fly. Yeah, to drag him along. To the site of the triangulation of where the thingy was was being the operable term because there's a giant is now marked by little flags because yeah. there's a giant hole in the glacier or whatever it is, and I started getting vibes of the thing, which made me think of at the mountains of madness. <gasps> so we have more weird tales this week. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it it definitely looks like a human excavation. Yes. I was hoping we might get some mech, but I guess that would make things a little too off the rails. Yeah, plus, I mean, we don't really know what mech's deal is right now, given that their leader just had, uh, you know, a Nemesis Prime fall on him. Yeah, yeah that's fair. They, they operate, I think, only in North America so far, and this is in um, Antarctica? Wait, Antarctica. Okay, I didn't remember right. Yeah, it's the seventh continent. Well, when they first, at the beginning We're of the episode... away from the bears. At the beginning of the episode, Megatron, like, told um, Dreadwing, like, you have to go to the other end of the Earth or what nonsense. I was thinking, oh, wait, they're going down under? But no, it wasn't Australia. It's snow. <laughs> Antarctica means away from bears. <laughs> Sadly, no penguins in this episode. Yes. Oh, why couldn't they model a little penguin? They Maybe just we'll like, get to that in the uh, we'll get to that in Kimono Friends soon enough. Uh, yes. I could have done yeah, my Werner Herzog like impression. The, uh... And here we <laughs> Wait, see why Werner Herzog wandering off alone into the snow. We are told not to stop him. We must not impede his progress as he wandered off to the center of the continent, never to be seen again. Are you mistaking Werner Herzog for Morgan Freeman? No. No, that sounded like that was definitely Werner Herzog. I was trying well, for yes. Werner Herzog. Right, but Morgan Freeman narrated March of the Penguins. That would be a very different movie if it was Werner I, Herzog narrating. Have, have you not seen that, that clip of like Werner Herzog talking about penguins and like there's a suicidal penguin that goes off into the snow? I don't think I have. I've, I've seen him eating his own shoe. What? <laughs> okay, I, I need to watch more Werner Herzog stuff because he's weird. Except for that mm. killer bear movie. We all do. Because I would just be laughing oh, too much in that tragedy. Because that's just. Oh, because that guy. Tragedy. Yeah. Because I've only heard it as a punchline to jokes, and we're getting a little bit morbid now talking about bears and penguins. And sorry. Uh, back to the episode. You, 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 you must never listen to this tape. <laughs> anyway, um, like. Werner Herzog said that, uh, like, Errol Morris is, like, a noted documentarian. And Werner Herzog said, if you ever get this movie made, I'll eat my shoe. <laughs> and he got he the, got movie, the made, movie made. And he had to eat his own shoe. Oh. That's, that's, that's noble. He, uh, he boiled it with garlic, herbs, and chicken stock for five hours. How was the leather mm. shoe? But, well, I guess Werner Herzog would probably wear so. nice shoes instead of sneakers. Like, uh... Yeah, but he did not eat the sole of the shoe because oh, no. he doesn't 
Yeah, he says you didn't eat the sole of the shoe, explaining that one does not eat the bones of the chicken. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, yeah, the, the rubber on the bottom is kind of like the cartilage holding it together. <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, in Antarctica. <laughs> yes. So Prime shows up, and there's a standoff, because the Decepticons think he took it. He thinks the Decepticons took it, but clearly nobody has it. And this is inter- this episode does not have a lot of dialogue. No. And I think part of it is because Prime and Dreadwing are both very stoic characters. Yes, I would say probably at least a solid 50% of lines, like, conservatively go to Starscream. Yes. One of which at this point is is uh, Starscream pointing out that if they would get him out of these ridiculous cuffs, they would have one more, you know, person to outnumber Prime with. And the unspoken, yeah, no, is pretty great. <laughs> yeah, nobody pays attention to him. No. Shut up. Shut up, Starscream. So anyway, this eventually results in a fight, and it turns out that not only does Dreadwing have this huge-ass BFG, he's also got a sword. Does he have a yeah. Gatlin gun? Well, it comes as, well, you know, that was his Illin? brother, which was indeed well, Illin. It's a BFG that also shoots rockets or grenades or something, and he has the sword, well, because the toy has the sword. Yes. I do and, feel that his gun is insufficiently uh, Gatlin. Yeah. The, this this might actually be my favorite fight we've seen so far. Because it's a, the, it's a re- there, there's some Viacons shooting around at Prime, but it's mostly just a one-on-one between Dreadwing and Optimus Prime in the snow, and, and it reminded me a lot of a Gundam fight, but I'm not exactly sure if it's a specific Gundam fight or just like the feel of it. It, it, it made me think mm. of the one in, um, MS8 Squad with the Goof and the Easy 8 but I haven't seen well, that Well, they in a do while. have swords. Yeah. Also, yeah, I really the like the Easy 8 I'm yes. sorry, the goof? goof yeah, yes. you know, the goof. Ah, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, not you get a the... whole bunch of them and you have a goof troop. Uh, uh... Not the goofy who fucks. The the blue robot <laughs> with the, the spikes on its shoulders that's piloted. Well, in the original Gundam, it's piloted by Ron Barales. That's Nozaku boy, Nozaku. But this, um, oh, I forget the name of the pilot. In, um... It's spelled G-O-U-F. Okay. Yes, if that helps. It's a really good fight. I like the easy eight. Oh yeah, I'm I'm googling this, and this does look vaguely familiar. Also, I think we have established previously that I just really like generics. I like the the stock mechs, stock mobile. Well, suits. the easy eight is like an upgraded generic because it, it's basically a top of the line GM with a Gundam head on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's it's still. In that, like, yeah, it, it's it's a generic, not designed for new types or whatever nonsense. It's a modified generic. Yeah, th- this isn't a Gundam podcast, and it never will be because the Mobile Suit Breakdown is a way better Gundam podcast than I could have expected. Mm. I've been listening to it recently; it's really good. It's it's so well researched; mm. it's amazing. <laughs> oh man, that sounds like. It would make me sad to not be that cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so to 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 finish off this fight, Prime does the old, you know, he, he fires at Dreadwing and misses, and Dreadwing's all, "Ha, you missed!" And Prime's all, "Did I?" And then a bunch of ice falls on him. <laughs> yes. 
And I kind of feel like maybe Dreadwing should have been smart enough to realize that Prime's not going to miss quite that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is probably a good, like, 100 feet over his head. That's mm. not a miss. That's an I was shooting at something else. And meanwhile, Starscream has killed the two Viacons who were guarding him. And he's all, oh, hey, Prime, now, now we're allies. You can take these cuffs on me and I'll show you <laughs> to the relic. And then Prime just points his gun at him and says, you will lead me there regardless. Yes. Wait. Everyone in this, everyone in this episode is so mean to Starscream and he 100% deserves every bit of it. <laughs> yeah, which, th- th- this made me think of, um, is it in the G.I. Joe movie or is it in the series after where, oh crap, who is it? It's, it's Cobra Commander turning into oh, a snake. Oh, Cobra Commander and, and Roadblock? Yeah, Roadblock. Yeah, the crazy. Yes, that is in the movie. Thing. The, yeah, that's when he's doing his whole. Just as I was once a man. Yeah. <laughs> and Roadblock is rhyming the whole time. <laughs> and he's like, you, you know, don't, don't turn on me because there's no doubt I'll turn your eyeballs inside out. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it had to be fun to write at least. <laughs> yeah, prime isn't rhyming. That would that would be more fun. Oh man, a prime that rhymes. No, that'd be cool. That that would uh, at least it would make his speechifying more interesting. Like if he was a poet and he don't know it. Optimus uh, Optimus rhyme. Yeah, no. is that no. an actual rapper? No, no, <laughs> none of this. None of this is okay. Voiced by MC Cullen. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good name. This I is definitely leading to something where my name is Optimus Prime, and I'm here to say. Mm. Uh, <laughs> which is easy, but, like, that's the worst rap. Oh, it's the worst. Like, that's your starter bullshit. I think my I think the worst use of that may be in um, the fr- the Nightmare on Elm Street try-on, uh, Are You Ready for Freddy?, in which Robert Englund raps in character as Freddy Krueger. Oh, no. That and sounds extremely familiar. I'm it's, it's certain the, I have encountered that at some it, point. It's, uh, it's by the Fat Boys. Oh, they were yeah. actually good. And it definitely opens with, my name is Freddy, and I'm here to say. Yeah. <laughs> or at least they were fun. Anyway, anyway so they... So but is it just... the Ramones Pet Cemetery? Well, no, but not, but what is? Which, occasionally, I... There, there's a, a radio station around here that does like an alt rock flashback thing on Sundays, and uh, <clears throat> sometimes they play that, and it always makes me extremely happy. So they uh, they're walking through the Antarctic. Starscream is you know trying to tell Prime, you know, well, well, look at all the things that I've done to, to help you, and then Prime is all, well, you know, that that was great and all, but you just did it for yourself. That's literally the reason you do everything. <laughs> like I'm not impressed. So also, ca- he Starscream does manage to not mention that he killed Cliff Jumper for like five whole minutes. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, oh, not he, yet. He has to do it in every episode he shows up in. I guess from now on, it's in his contract. That's the only yeah. thing he has left. It's the yeah. only thing he has left. To Just let me have to. this one. <laughs> yes. So they they come across uh, yeah, indeed the human base from the thing. Yeah. Uh, pre- presumably, uh, Wilford Brimley is messing stu- some stuff up in there. 
you know, as he does. They don't, they don't want to be Viacons. They want to be us. <laughs> well, oh, um, yeah, because there are Starscream just wants to walk into the base and just find the thing. And Prime's like, no, no, we can't do that. They'll see us. And Starscream's like, eh? But then I, I guess I wasn't paying attention somehow. Fall Prime called Fowler and helicopter. Yeah, they call Fowler. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they yeah. have the helicopters there and Fowler's all, yeah, well, you gotta evacuate because of reasons. Which, <laughs> like, I mean, if or you're gonna evacuate, was... why wouldn't you take the thingy you just found? It, it's, it looks I'm heavy. Dubious. Yeah, it is still encased in ice. I, I figure maybe he was like, hey, there's something you guys need to go check out over there. Like, yeah. go look at that thing, all of you. Everyone needs to go look at it. And the, but Come when, look at this thing. It, it turns out it, Come look at this thing I found in the snow. It turns out it's just a baby penguin. It's a big albino penguin, but when they come back to their base, they're going to be really confused. <laughs> if there's <laughs> like, even hey guys, the there's the list. cutest penguin, like, three miles to your southwest. You have to go <sighs> see this penguin. It's adorable. <laughs> Well, this was a great diversion, but however, that penguin is adorable. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so they get there, this thing's frozen in ice, and Dreadwing has uh, pulled himself out of this pile of ice, and he is very upset with Starscream for allying himself with an Autobot. Yes, that is not an honorable thing to do. Man, he's the best first lieutenant. I mean, there's a reason Tony Todd played a Klingon. Yes. <laughs> well, and also that he's like seven feet tall. It's <laughs> <clears throat> not that he's he is a tall individual, but yes. Anyway, and Starstream's all, oh no, no, I was I was on your side the whole time. I was leaving you a trail for you to follow. <laughs> sure, Starscream. Yeah. So no Prime one believes Dr- you anymore. So Prime and Dreadwing are fighting, and Starscream. Smashes this thing out of the ice, puts it on, and it is the Apex Armor. Dun dun. Which this so. basically amounts to it's it's a Giver Hulkbuster. It's it is very Hulkbuster, and uh, the name of the Apex Armor. This is a little complicated. A yes. Little? Huh. So, so back in uh, back in the eighties. Um, Hasbro released Power Master Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. uh, who was sort of the, like a big new Optimus Prime who combined with his trailer to form a bigger Optimus Prime. But uh, that wasn't good enough for Japan. Nope. They needed, for some reason, they needed something with the word God in the name. Yes. And, and more chrome. God the bomber. Way more chrome. Yes. Yes, so they added an extra bit onto his trailer that was a different guy named God Bomber. Which, and, and you, could, you say guy, but he's kind of a, a collection of chunks that don't move. <laughs> yes. Also, and this was something I had to double check on because it's been a very long time since I watched Master Force, which I should really give it a rewatch. Uh, but apparently God Bomber was not actually a person. He was only ever just a drone, which fits in with Master Force being yeah. a very piloted mecha sort of geared thing. It's because, kind of-, of course, Power Master Prime wasn't Optimus Prime in that 
he was this trucker named Jinrai <laughs> who found some armor that looked like Optimus Prime, which led to the the excellent Omni Dubs just straight up calling him Optimus Prime. <laughs> just this loser trucker named Optimus Prime. So, and, uh, you know, it was popular. It certainly had sort of a, an elevated status amongst American Transformers fans because it was a thing we didn't get here. So it must be cool. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the most important thing. So we didn't get it here. It's the most amazing thing ever, y'all. Until you look at pictures of much, I, much I, like I the victory how... cartoon. Okay, like cartoons, you can understand because we didn't get to see them. But, like, if you see a picture of the Apex Bomber, it's fucking ugly. It, it looks like a MicroMaster reject. It has two points of articulation, Look, shoulders. That's it. In it's- 1995, we were still used to that being acceptable toy design. I guess. But- <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, ba- flash forward to 2003, and Hasbro re-releases this in, as I think, a Toys R Us exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Along yes, with, I was. believe, the original Optimus Prime from 84 and Hot Rod. Yeah, and, that was one of their, their real early big reissue pushes. And because you probably shouldn't release something in American Toy Stars called the God Bomber, uh, they changed this, <laughs> they changed it to Apex Bomber, and thus he merged with Prime to form the Apex Armor. Yes. And so that is where the name for this and comes from. And it was all very exciting and got clearance, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Also, eventually, they made a fluorescent, like, solid fluorescent orange version. Okay, that would have been neat, because it's... Uh, Fire Guts, God Jinrai. Fire Guts, God Jinrai. And then wasn't there one that kind of looked like Frozen Pea, or was that a Magnus? Frozen Pea? That was a Magnus. Okay. Piss Magnus was a Magnus. (laughs) He's, like, entirely (laughs) translucent yellow. Oh, He kind of looks like like an ice sculpture made out of a frozen pea. Yes, he is the one who became colloquially known as Piss Magnus. <laughs> anyway, so Starscream puts on this armor, and now it is his time to kick everybody's ass, because they've been making fun of him all episode. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've really been making fun of him all episode. And, and like we mentioned, one of the first things he's talks about is, hey, th- I haven't had this much fun since I blew all in Cliffjumper, whatever nonsense. Yes, he's gotta bring up Cliffjumper, because he's in, like, the position of power now, so he's gotta, now he's, now he can safely bring that up. And he also says he's gonna kill Optimus Prime because he's tired of his pontificating. Which, Which I mean, like, that's fair. I, I mean, I, I understand that Starscream, but we haven't really had a full-on Optimus Prime speech in a while. Like, I... Yeah. A little bit after this, there's kind of a short speech between him and Dreadwing that I kind of count, and that's only the 11th one. I, I guess part of it is because, well, for a while, Prime w- w- was a Decepticon, and, and then he was not in some episodes, and... We've had a lot of solo stuff. He hasn't, or he's just been telling people, "Go here, do this." So he hasn't had much time to pontificate on long periods in a while. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, this time Prime and Dreadwing team up 
and although Dreadwing's bombs do not have any effect on the Apex armor, they manage to trick Starscream into not paying attention whilst Prime is planting bombs in a circle around him. So they go off, and he just plunges into a, a real farging ice hole here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a nice bit of two enemies strategizing against a greater enemy thingy, which happens so often. Mm-hmm. And then Dreadwing's all, well, that's it for Starscream. Uh, time to kill you, because uh, you <laughs> killed my brother? Question <laughs> mark. But yeah, Prime gets a little bit of a speech here. He's all, you know, listen, there's we're not fighting over anything here. The relic's gone. You know, I regret my involvement in your brother's death. And, you know, if we work together, we can help end this war. And Dreadwing, you know, he's not entirely buying it, but he does give Prime a free pass, and it's a real, you know, next time we meet, I'll kill you. Next time, yeah. Gadget. Next time. And then just head off. And we get a really cool scene with Prime uh, sort of spotlighted by the Northern Lights. Well, I guess, yeah, the, southern, I guess the Southern Lights. So, Well, it, it's the same Aurora effect thingy. It, it's the Aurora Australi- Australiensis, Australis. I think. Well, I Australis. Just Australis. Something like uh, that. Right, I think Australiensis is, um, that's a caveman of some kind. <laughs> Australopithecus? Oh. Something like that. Australopithecus afarensis africanus. Why oh. do I know the whole designation? <laughs> that's <laughs> so a that good question. I don't know. And meanwhile, Starscream, just uh, strolling along on the bottom of the ocean. There is Starscream on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Yes, he's Which, doing some very determined stomping along in his giant armor. Yeah, now he's Juggernaut Scream, walking underwater, yes. which, um, that reminded me of something, but I can't quite place it. Like, I, I swear I've seen that- It reminded me of Starscream in, walking under the water. Yeah, I the, think the, that's how, um, the second Mr. Freeze episode on Batman the Animated Series ends. Oh, yeah, that might be it. It was, it was reminding me like a cartoon of that era, but I wasn't sure if it was a Ninja Turtles yeah, or I, something. I think it's, um, like he's got that like sort of fake Walt Disney guy who he's working for. Yeah. And then he's on like a, like a fake island or something and he ends up just walking along the bottom of the ocean in his Mr. Freeze suit. Yeah. I think that's it. And that is the episode. This one, I, I really like this one a lot. I like Dreadwing, I like the Dreadwing Prime dynamic in that they're just sort of both very stoic, serious characters, and you've got Starscream in there to provide dialogue. Yeah, I feel like you really need, like, you know, in previous episodes that have been like this, you had Wheeljack or Bulkhead, you have to have that, like, additional sort of rogue element character or otherwise it's just going to be really boring yes you need that third character to Mm. play off them starscream oh my god starscream prime starscream is so good oh yeah and and now he's got uh he's got the apex armor ho 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 yes uh yeah yeah it's it's I don't want to say it's my favorite episode so far but it's got a lot of really good stuff in it It's, it's got really good fight Good Starscream being mega maniacal. Prime mm. isn't over the top. <laughs> it's speechifying, but he does have a speech. 
It's just odd that there's so few characters, and, and I like this episode more without, like, Bulkhead or Knockout. It's strange. Mm. I have forgotten the specifics, but I am really looking forward to the uh, the Ratchet Wheeljack episode alluded to at the beginning of this one. Well, that good news, because that is next episode. <gasps> what? Yay! Tri- triage. Oh, are we'll, all we'll these episodes how... begin with a T? Does the next one after that begin yeah, with a T, too? It, it does. Oh. It's, a, it's the T quadrilogy. Okay. Very thematic. Why did so, they edit this all together into a movie? We'll uh, see how that ship works out. I well, think Prime was shipping Ratchet and Wheeljack as, like, <laughs> a real, like, unlikely pair, that, and he wants to see how that works out. Now kiss. That's a crack ship. That that would never work. <laughs> yes, that was Prime's crack ship. <laughs> so I mean, in- let's be honest. Dratchet shouldn't have worked out as well as it did, and look how that came out. Yeah, that is a weird one. So until next time, of course, we are all over the internet. We are on both uh, Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> ha ha, Tumblr doesn't exist anymore. It's dead to us. Uh, we are... <laughs> We are hosted on iaconunderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help with our hosting expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And you can listen to a variety of our special monthly episodes there, where we talk about whatever the big movie is. Uh, we watch more episodes of Kimono Friends uh, and just, you know, generally do extra non mostly non-Transformers things and enjoy ourselves. <laughs> yes. So until... Uh, or sometimes we talk about Transformers the movie for three hours. Oh, God. That almost <laughs> killed me. <laughs> so until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Why does that look like Batman? I don't I was trying to find the a picture of Mr. Freeze walking on the bottom of the ocean, but all I found was Batman the iceberg. <laughs>